This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Back for day number two, our good friend, political historian, data guru, Scott Strong. Scott, how's it going? It's going good. How about you, Rob? I'm doing great. Now, we were going to get to what we're getting to today, yesterday. Yes. We got so sidetracked yes. by the Secretary <laughs> of State thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, Connie Lawson's people called. Now, Connie Lawson's going to be on the show tomorrow. Oh, great. So very, It's very exciting. It's amazing how everything all just comes together, yes. right? Yeah. Somebody must be listening. By the way, you can go back and listen here <laughs> all about the rumor and innuendos surrounding the uh, what looks to be a primary fight for Secretary of State in the archives. Just search Central Indiana today on SoundCloud or iTunes. Quite a few hits yesterday. Oh, wow. From all over the greater Central Indiana Oh, I'll area. bet it was. Many I'll people be- very interested. All right, so we were going to talk about this topic because it affects every municipality in central Indiana and across the state, and it's the idea called home rule. Mm -hmm. Scott, you want to tell us what home rule is? Yeah, home rule was a law that was passed back, I believe, in 1980. 1980, yes. Yeah, so that law basically says that the local governments and the people in those areas have the right to establish their own rules and laws and govern things as they best see fit. Novel concept. Novel concept, yes. Right. So essentially what the Home Rule Law is, and again, it was passed, as Scott said, in 1980. It was the Home Rule Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically is the state's version of the way the states and the federal government interact. For, yes. To, to yeah. summarize a very complex. Yeah. It's so. the evolution of power and putting it closest to the people who have the most input saying we have this set of state rules as long as you don't violate the state rules the state constitution 
do what you want. That's right. So things like uh, LGBT ordinances, mm-hmm. anti-smoking ordinances, yes. whatever that might be, here's your minimum standard and then whatever you want to do on top of that. Correct. All right. So this uh, popped up. It, it should have popped up a long time ago. I've been barking about this for several years now. Nobody listens to me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now they do. But, uh, <laughs> now they do, but, yes. But uh, the state has, and by the state I mean the state government, the Indiana legislature, has begun to really overstep their boundaries on a whole lot of issues that have limited locals' ability to do things that work best for them. And what drew my attention to this, Scott, was a bill uh, in 2014 called Senate Bill 118, (laughs) which uh, ultimately probably cost Pete Miller his seat as a state senator. So I hope he's happy, because I know he listens to the show. I hope you're happy, Pete. Uh, I didn't want to do it, but we had to. Uh, It basically gut uh, municipalities' ability to have freedom and flexibility with tax and government finance districts, which was very influential in Brownsburg and Avon and other communities. We said, hey, please don't do this. Right. Uh, some people were mad at Carmel in Indianapolis, and mm-hmm. so they enacted this statewide law, which yes. affected everybody because they didn't mm-hmm. like Carmel. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Kind of sounds like Ritkers, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> there you go. Very good. So this is when I first became familiar with this. The more I started to study this, the more I realized we have people in Indianapolis who have no idea what's going on in Brownsburg or Danville or mm-hmm. Plainfield or, you know, that's in central Indiana, much less things that are going on in, you know, Muncie or wherever. Yes. Telling these people how to govern, basically. Yeah. And so there, there, there's kind of two sides of the coin. Um, one of the sides of the coin is um, the state has, or the state legislature has kind of worked. And, and so think about this idea of sanctuary cities that people have kind of gone off the grid. So some people view the intrusion by the state is kind of needed to keep these rogue communities from setting up their own sanctuary cities. The thing that really hit the thing was the paper or plastic um, bill that was down in Columbus a couple years ago. They were following California. They were going to save the environment by not allowing you to have plastic bags. And if you did, they were going to charge you more money. And so everything just kind of, that's what really kind of got this on the radar along with your TIF bill. And it's getting worse because um, every year now, these legislators who know nothing about these communities they're, mm-hmm. impact, they're enacting ordinances on are passing more and more stuff that says you can't do this. The RIFRA thing to me was a great example of that because, hey, if Indianapolis wants to have an ordinance on its businesses, yep. then you have the freedom. And this didn't sit well with a lot of conservative people when I, when I had the stands. If Indianapolis wants to have that and you set up a business in Indianapolis, you know going in, pal, yes. that you got this deal and you got to serve mm-hmm. people that have a different religious affiliation than you or a different sexual orientation or whatever. That's your choice. That's their choice. You don't like them. Vote them out. That's exactly right. And then you can change the law by enacting things. And we've, we've seen that in some communities where certain things, <clears throat> and this was back, there was a very popular mayor in Lafayette that had served five terms. That's a long and, time. Yep. That's way too long. Long time. Shouldn't allow that. This is back in the 1990s, and they passed a civil ordinance law, um, and it got him kicked out of office. And the Republicans came back in office for eight years because of that. Yeah. So basically, with the legislature, and I remember this when I was testifying in front of Senate Bill 118 in the on the House side. Um, these questions you're getting, and I basically said to these legislators, "Look, if." 
Indianapolis or Carmel wants to have a highly expansive TIF district and they want to capture that revenue, very brief explanation on TIF, what happens is you declare something a TIF district in order to create infrastructure right. in there, you know, roads, bridges, sidewalks, yeah. power, utility, whatever it might be. And all the tax revenue in there stays in that area to revitalize the area versus or, or, or create infrastructure in the area versus sending it to all the entities. That's right. And I said, look, whatever Carmel does, if they want to have a reflective pool or a palladium or whatever that they're using their TIF district for, it doesn't affect me. I live in Brownsburg. That's right. I'm doing it the right way, mm -hmm. and I'm doing roads, bridges, sidewalks that it was intended for. And if those people in Carmel like that, what do I care? I don't care at all. And what do you care? That's right. So, you know, the, the idea, though, in, in the bigger picture was, and I'll play devil's advocate to Rob here, is the fact that what happens when you have a community that goes rogue? And so, and, and we've seen this sometimes. Some of this stuff has passed as well. For instance, there were some things that were passed about nepotism and um, not allowing the people who are affected. So we had a few towns that, you know, have a town council of five people, and then all of a sudden three firefighters got elected to the town council, and now all of a sudden they decide they're going to give all the firefighters a pay raise. Yeah. And so when there's issues like that where the state legislature, yes, you got to bring them in and you got to straighten this out because all of a sudden you might have a high tax lynching of the city's budget if you have the wrong people and in. And the crazy thing about this, and this will all come back to something that's going on currently here in just mm -hmm. a second, we promise you, yes. uh, the uh, the whole uh, crux of the TIF bill, the Senate Bill 118, was they identified two bad actors in that bill, yes. Carmel and Indianapolis. Uh -huh. And Indianapolis got exempted from all the TIF rules. Yes, they did. So don't tell me <laughs> that you really care about bad actors. Right. There was one bad actor, or air quotes bad actor, and that was Carmel, and that was because Luke Kenley, who's a Noblesville senator, didn't like that Carmel was getting everything. That's exactly in right. In story. Thank yes. you very much. Okay, so I bring this up because this thing resurfaced again, and people are starting to pay attention on this, um, because it's affecting them in a matter they understand with these Airbnb B. things. Yes, what are these? So these are rentals where you can rent out your property to somebody else. So if you're in a nice area or whatever, so let's say you like live... Like the strong estate. Yeah, like the strong estate in Danville. You, you're living next to... I don't live next to a golf course, but I live next to a new mobile lake that's come in. <laughs> what the is rain. a mobile lake? Uh, that's a lot of rain that's, <laughs> that's okay. flooding my territory, our right, so area. You're going to be taking pictures of that saying, come live next to my... Mobile Lake. That's right. Okay, so, go ahead. But anyway, so what happens is, let's say you live next to a golf course, or let's say uh, the Crooked Creek decides to have a Masters comes here. Crooked You're Stick. Crooked Stick yes. comes here and decides they're going to do a Masters at there, and you have a house that's right on the the. the the, the golf course. Right. And all of a sudden you realize, wow, I don't want to be here, but I could rent my house out for big bucks for this week. I can do this, but this law would say, whoa, 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 you can't do that. So basically what happened was Carmel said, we don't like this. We're going to put a, the kibosh on this. Yes. The problem was that in, in the eyes of Carmel, you have cars that people don't recognize. You could have several cars. Mm -hmm. This is not a... Um, this is not a, uh, a hotel. You're not zoned to be a hotel. That's right. So the Carmel City Council has basically come out and said, and I'm, again, summarizing a very yes. complex thing, you, we're not doing this. We're not nope. going to let you do this. So some people went to the state 
and instead of trying to get the Carmel guys unelected, basically went to the state and said, well, you got to do something to pass a state law that yes. says uh, Carmel doesn't have the ability to say whether we can have Airbnb. Yeah, and this is kind of back to Uber and some of these Lyft and other things that say, hey, I've got an idea of how to make money. I'm not breaking the law, but all of a sudden the guy next door to me doesn't like it, so he's going to put a regulation in on me to keep me from making money or having a free enterprise. Yeah, so the issue becomes... What in the world does, other than the guy that represents, mm-hmm. or guys or gals or whatever that represent Carmel? Yeah, what do they know about it? Like, what what do they what do you care? Like, it's, the same thing is has been going on in Danville for several years, where they want the food and beverage tax. Oh yes, your your neck of yes. the woods. Yep. Uh, Danville wants the ability to enact a food and beverage tax mm-hmm. to help, uh, I think it's parks, I think is yep. where it's going to go, or roads or something. Um, and Avon has it, Brownsburg has it, Plainfield has it. I tried to get ours repealed unsuccessfully. That's yeah, that's one of the few things I failed at. But uh, anyway, they want this. And you would think, okay, local government, they want to enact a tax. They should be able to do that. If the people don't like that, they can vote those people out that did that. The state legislature has to give them permission to do this, and they won't do it. Yeah, and it's interesting. Danville is unique because they're right on the border where they're seeing all their neighbors do it, and they want to do it too. But on the other hand, where they say they don't have some of those things, it's funny. As time goes by, we are getting new sidewalks. We are getting the things that they want. It's just coming at a much slower rate. Pace. And this is my question. Is, okay, so Thompson represents Danville and Crane represents Danville. Yep. Other than those two guys who don't live in Danville, nope. they represent them, but they don't live there. So really, they, what do they even care? Yep. If the community is coming to you saying, we want this, why would you, if you represent Kokomo or yes. Noblesville or Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. why would you care what Danville wants to do? Are you that power hungry that you say that Danville is too stupid? I mean, you're three hours away if you from Fort Wayne to Danville. What do you care? Yeah, so this gets back to representative government, but to have representative government, you have citizens in the legislature that are now taking up your cause that don't know you and may not be talking to you. So the reason we brought this up is the Indy Star had mm-hmm. an, uh, an editorial piece on this the other day, very well put out piece, yes. and it was talking about this Airbnb thing. And it sort of, to me, triggered some thoughts of where our state is going. And I've been, again, saying this for a very long time. And the average person, if it doesn't affect them, they don't get it. They don't get the government complexity of, hey, this tip bill was really harmful to Brownsburg. Yeah, does it affect my house? No, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But now you'll care because if they pass this thing, you know, it'll take away the city's ability to do this. And if you're a neighbor of somebody with it, look, every community is different. Maybe it in Brownsburg. Maybe it doesn't in Carmel. Exactly. So it is nice to be able to have, in a local election, a small grassroots force, and we can talk about the referendum to put down the increased funding for property taxes here for the school corporation. If the community says, hey, and you can ban together and you can have a movement and you can stop something like that. Um, at the same time, if you are enacted by the state, if you got a you know a couple thousand people here, the state can say, ah, just forget it. Better wake up, people. And as Scott said to start the segment, Ricker, same thing, went through their local alcohol board. It was That's granted. Right. Went to the state alcohol board. It was granted. And then they go, no, 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 no. We didn't mean that. Yeah. And so for when they start taking away your ability to live your life inside yeah. the Indiana Constitution as you feel fit, 
It's a dangerous thing. And Rickers did a nice thing on that. They could have said they got all their stuff. They could have waited until after the legislative session was done and have these guys out of office and then done it. But they went ahead and did it during the session so that they could, you know, they could react to it. Um, so, you know, even if you're being a nice guy, sometimes you still get kind of um, stepped on. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, Gander Mountain, yes, big big store. It's in big trouble. Uh, it affects us right here in Hendricks County in Central Indiana. But there's a much bigger thing at stake here and how municipalities have got to learn to adapt to this. We'll talk about it next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- Two three one three eight seven one. That's four one five two three one three eight seven one. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at ten twenty two East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, twelve thirty to nine. Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall along with Scott Strong talking, talking about the things we were going to get to yesterday and then we got totally sidetracked with that Secretary of State conversation. Um, and Scott does all this research on this stuff. Yes, so we wanted to uh-huh. make sure you could talk about the stuff sure. he had researched uh, very, <laughs> right. very thoroughly. Um, all right. So the other big, another big story that came out of uh, related to Indiana this week is that Gander Mountain... 
which is a big uh, retailer, sells a lot of clothing, Mm -hmm. outdoor stuff, uh, has a store in Avon, several across central Indiana, announced that um, that they're they're going out of business. They're, they're, They're closing their doors, for lack of a better term. But then... The story came out, um, and that everybody assumed they were they were liquidating. I guess yes. is the word I'm looking yep. for. Yes, they're liquidating all of their assets in the stores. Big sales will be going on, and everybody assumed that means that they're done. They're done. They're going out of business now. The guy, you ever seen the show The Profit? Oh yes. on CNBC. Great Marcus show. Marcus Lamanis. Yes, um, he basically goes into businesses and becomes a partner, and then helps you revitalize your business. <laughs> Lamanis has bought the right to Gander Mountain. Yes, he has. And he came out and said, "I'm not closing." All the stores necessarily. He goes, I bought the name, the rights. I'm going to let these people who bought the inventory liquidate it. Yep. And then we're going to start over. Now, it's assumed that some of those stores are still going to close. Yes, it is. So he, as he, he's been tweeting and out there trying to get ahead of it. Basically, there's 168 Gander Mountain stores um, around, the, around the country. And he's basically said in his things, he thinks there's about 70 that are saveable. And, but it's not going to be as many. And the only one that he's mentioned in Indianapolis or this area that's probably going to stay is the one in Greenwood. So doesn't yeah. sound good for the Avon store here locally. Yeah, uh, 126 stores in 26 states. Yep. There are locations in Evansville, Lafayette, Fort Wayne, Avon, Greenwood, Terre Haute, and Indianapolis, according to the Indianapolis Star. Um, so the reason I bring this up is not because of Gander Mountain, but Gander Mountain is sort of a microcosm because the store right next to Gander Mountain in Avon, yes. Gordman's, mm-hmm. going by the wayside too. Yep. And I say this because this is a great example where municipalities in central Indiana, all throughout our state, have got to learn to adapt. Because yes. several years ago, I was on the town council when Gordman's and, and Gander Mountain went in those, they built those stores, and a bunch of people were going, well, why don't those things come to Brownsburg? And I said... I'm not sure you necessarily want that sort of store as your tax base. That's right. And what I mean by the people go, why wouldn't you want the option to shop there? Because right now, it's all about tax base and sustainable businesses that will be there. Because now, you're probably going to have two buildings that sit empty, which generate very little tax revenue right. to, the, to the town of Avon. Yeah, and what's happening is big box stores <clears throat> are being crushed. I mean, name Circuit City. Uh, there's a whole host of right. them that are no longer here. Sears. Also in K- Avon. Yes, also in Avon, Sears, and Kmart. Avon's having a rough couple months. Oh, yes, it is. It is. So, so you have a lot of these big box, and this is by the advent of what Walmart's doing by adding groceries into their stores. You're adding Amazon that's out here. You the have shipped guys now that'll go to Meyer for you and ship yes. and bring it to you. Right. That's right. So, you know, this is this is huge. And I even did some some research. There's now some groceries. There's one that's in Manhattan and one out in Seattle that you walk in and there's no cashiers. It's all electronic. You have a little thing on your phone. Um, Amazon is is doing this mobile grocery store where you walk in. You just go to the case and grab what you want, and then you walk out, and it scans it as you walks out the door, and then it sends you the bill to your phone. No cashiers, and all of a sudden, you know, huge, much bigger profits and fewer hired employees in the store. And the reason we mention this is because it sort of goes back to what we were talking about in the early segment. You've got to understand the way the system is set up to understand 
the sustainability, the stuff you're trying to do in a local government. And really what you're doing in local governments is you're betting on the people that come in. That's right. And and some of these, these local governments, and w- this kind of goes back to the home rule issue that we had, why are all these companies trying to do these things? Or they're trying to automate because there was a lot of pressure on people to raise the minimum wage, cut their salaries, and so on. automation is now the thing. Companies have stepped up automation. I work for a huge company that we do a lot of automation for clients, and the reason that we're doing that, most of them are saying, well, we're raising it because we're afraid of local municipalities enforcing you know these rules on us or we have to pay the workers more and that's going to cut us out of the business so <laughs> it's very interesting because there's only so much space that's like, right whether you're avon brownsburg yeah whatever there's so much space and there's so much pl- space for commercial development that's right and so in brownsburg we sort of made the decision we're going to bet on biotech we're going to bet mm-hmm. on racing we're going to bet on industrial and that's a lot of people right. say well we want these shopping options we want blah blah blah, blah, blah. and that's great but right now, if you're in Avon, the Avon Town Council is worried because, as you said, Circuit yes. City, Gordman's, and probably uh, Gander Mountain, out of business. Those are three major retailers oh, in yes. your town. And they produce a nice little tax bonus yes. that you spend that are now for gone services. Versus in Brownsburg, hey, racing stable, biotech stable, industrial stable. Those buildings are going to stay occupied and paying their property tax. So while, uh, you know... The various metal producing factory mm-hmm. is not the sexiest business in the world. It's going to be there next year to pay taxes to put your police out there, your fire, your fire territory, right. your schools. And this is what people have got to understand that in this digital age, the storefront yep. is probably not the best thing as a municipality to bank yourself on. Which, in the case of an Avon. That's what they are. They're a, they're a storefront strip. They're on 36. That's exactly right. And so one of the things that's been said for years is all the businesses that are shops along 36, they like having lights and they like having you not making a lot of progress because if you go light to light, you look to the right, you look to the left, you see these stores, you're like, oh, I ought to stop there, as opposed to having a major thoroughfare that goes through there. So the big thing here is geography. It's basic 101 back to high school again. But, you know, there are some areas when you look at the geographical layout and the roads and the infrastructure, it doesn't support businesses. Brownsburg made a very good decision on these biotechs because you have a major roadway coming through. This isn't, while there's a, there's a huge population here that comes to shop, it's not as huge as what you have for the business aspect. Yeah, so it's very interesting that this was important because I remember when the Gordmans and, and the Gander Mountain went in there, people were like, well, why did they go there? Mm-hmm. Not where you want to put your bank. Your, and as usual, I was right. Yes. Brilliant. Yes. You should name a street after me or something. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, all right, we'll take a break. When we come back, the GOP, they were charging a minimum of $250 to get into a big ritzy event yesterday. Are they phasing out the common man? We'll talk about it next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. 
The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall along with Scott Strong wrapping up the show. Wanted to touch on this because you know how I love to, I'm a button pusher. Oh, yes. I'm a, I'm a big button pusher and I, um, I hate hypocrisy. <laughs> I'm a button pusher and I hate hypocrisy and both were on, I was able to push buttons and point out hypocrisy yesterday because the GOP, mm-hmm. Indiana GOP, I should yes. say, uh, had their, they're going to kick me out. They're just going to kick me out of the party here pretty soon. There's gonna, I'm going to get a certified letter saying you're no longer welcome. I know. It's going to happen soon. I'm going to be the first person ever officially kicked out of a party. Um, they held their big fundraiser yes. yesterday. They, they called it the spring dinner. Yes. They have a spring and a fall dinner, and they had a big-time guest come in. Yes. They had Donald Trump Jr. Jr. Now, that's small potatoes for me because we yes. had we had the, the big boss yes, on this Yes. the big show. boss. Yes. Uh, but... What struck me, because I was talking uh, to the lovely Haley mm-hmm. last night, and I said, um, I said, I wonder how much the tickets were, because I, I don't I don't donate to political causes anymore as a member of the press. I feel like I, even though I'm not, uh, I'm not nonpartisan, I feel right. like from a monetary perspective. Now, I, I would give to a candidate, if a, can, a specific candidate were running for office, I wouldn't have a problem doing that, but I don't yeah. give to parties anymore. So when Bruce Kendall... Right, when Bruce Kendall... Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, but... Um, so I said, let's look it up. Let's see how much it was. And I said, I said, I bet, I bet it was like thirty bucks. I bet. I said, I bet there's, I bet there's some, you know, the fancy schmancy mingle thing that's probably more expensive, a couple hundred bucks or whatever. But I bet you could get a plate of food because I was, I was operating from the standpoint of it's the GOP spring dinner. You'd want yeah. so many people there. Oh yes, yeah. You'd, you'd want to thank your people that that knocked on all those doors, and you'd that's want to right. make it nice and affordable. And, and Haley said, it's a lot more than that, honey. It's a lot more than that. I guarantee you. it's a lot more. Than that. Said, oh no, I bet it's thirty bucks at the to get to get a seat in the cheap seats and get mm-hmm. a piece of chicken. You want to guess how much it was? I was going to guess two fifty. Two fifty, correct. You won. That was the that was the minimum. That was, that was the, the minimum. That was the lowest. Up end. to five thousand, wasn't it? It was well. So yeah. So, so the two fifty. That's the one where they sneer at you on your on your way in and yeah. they scoff at you and you're probably behind a pole and you can't see. You're <laughs> right. in the standing room only. Uh, the tickets ranged uh, from two, that I saw from two fifty. All the way up to twenty five thousand for four tickets. Now that I assume what? you get a a gold plated cup yes. of soup or something with that. Probably a private meeting in the back room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and we love. I love the Trump story. Yes. I love the Trump family. By the way, you did a um, research project for me one time that you said my interaction with Trump based on what he charges for meets and greets. Oh was, yes, was probably right. worth a hundred grand. Was yes, that right? that's right. Yes, and, and I love Trump, and it's been great for my career. But I would have sold that for a hundred grand. I would have. <laughs> You know, maybe uh, you know uh, one of these local media guys, like Cats or something, could have bought it from me for a hundred grand oh, yes. or something. Uh, anyway, am I being ridiculous by saying that this is pathetic that they're charging this much to go have dinner and watch some guy who's not even an office holder speak? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, what's really going on here is these parties are really about fundraising. The money. About the money and raising money for the local candidates. Of course, um, you sometimes wonder who the local candidates are that get any right, of the money. Right, right. Where is this money going? I mean, well, what... o- officially it goes to the Indiana State Republican Party. Um, that pays for their offices, which they have a very nice office downtown. And that office is used for the governor. So the governor and a lot of those people can't make calls for 
for fundraising. So Secretary Connie Lawson might walk across the street over to that office and then take up an office okay, in there strong. and make Ta- fundraising Ta- calls. Time out here, Strong. Okay, so if I got a, I could get rid of an office space, a little room, and hook it up with internet and have a VoIP line for, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month, what are these people doing? Yes. Yeah, are they at the top of Trump Tower? What, like, where are they running this space at? Well, the, the money goes for a, a various things, so they'll sponsor some things, they'll put out ads, general ads and things, and then they, they have to host a state nominating party, um, they send out a newsletter, they'll send out a lot of fundraising letters, they'll do communications, they pay the executive director, they get people to appear on programs like this to defend the Republicans when the health care bill gets passed. So there is some structure behind the scenes, and it's the same for the Democrats. The Libertarians are also trying to do it, although they run on a very small, small budget. So to me, though, like, okay, the average person who helps the GOP, like people give money, I get right. that. But the average person who's helping the GOP, and I am—I know Jody Smith was there. I'm yep. not—I'm not lumping Jody Smith into any of this. Mm-hmm. I'm just picking her out because she's like the person that I think, like, okay. a very well-meaning local business yes. owner loves doing it, loves giving of her time. It doesn't cost them anything to have Jody go out and knock on those doors. They're not paying a slew of people, right? Like. Shouldn't we make it a little more affordable for the Jody Smiths of the world who have done so much than $250 a plate to be probably sneered at on your way in because you're in the cheap to the cheap seats? Yeah, and this is why Trump did so well because like at the fairgrounds and other places, he comes out and says, hey, this is free. You don't have to pay anything. Show thank, up. Thank you. I tried to make this case to Haley yesterday because she goes, oh, you don't get it. It's a fundraiser. I said, no, Trump did it for free, free. at the fairgrounds. That's he a, did it for free. Yeah, and those things are the things that are out there. So this is a behind the scenes. This is bringing in the rank and file and to make these people feel special because they've given some money. Because she goes, Haley goes, oh, well, it's expensive to rent those sort of places. I said, Trump did it at the fairgrounds for free. It can't be that much. You could still charge people like 30 bucks, you know, to cover the cost of admission or whatever. That's right. So, well, and let's go back a little bit on, on the Democratic Party. Um, sometimes when you have high, these high-profile people come in, for instance, if you were to get before the 2016 election, if you wanted Hillary to come, her fee was you will pay for my private jet to fly into Indianapolis and I will stay at the JW Marriott and no place else. So all of a sudden you do have some funds. I don't know that we paid any money for um, Donald Jr. to come, um, but I'm sure there was some, you know, they offered it at least. Uh, am I unreasonable? I mean, to me, this no, is just, no. This is why I don't get involved in party politics anymore. I mean, I, I will obviously support individual candidates, but to me, this stuff, this is totally elitist stuff. Two hundred. I mean, maybe even fifty bucks. Maybe even understand like the county parties do a fifty dollar thing to whatever. Two hundred fifty bucks. Dear guy that's not even in elected office, come on! Well, and then sometimes you know the this guy's a reality TV show guy who you could have got his autograph for like twenty bucks a couple of years ago. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So this is you know this is part of the fracturing of the elites and why people have a problem. This is why there's a backlash against establishments because these things come out, people find out about them, and then these people that all hobnob try to decide who are the people that are going to run. For for offices. All right, we're out of time. I could go on this go on this thing for a very long time. <laughs> I know you could. I'm uh, I'm not happy. I'll I'm, hear about this after the show. I am a man. Of the, <laughs> I'm a man of the people, and I don't I don't like that the folks, the people who do the work, get uh, get phased out. Because strong, you and I, we're we're uh, yeah, we're we're in touch with the yes. people. We got to go to work after this. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Hey, don't forget if you miss any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud or iTunes. Just search Central Indiana today. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415-231-3871. That's 415-231-3871. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, 
Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information... You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.